It's been almost three years since Jan 6. The attack at the Capitol continues churning through the nation's consciousness. A thousand people have been prosecuted. Another thousand still might be. Some defendants wallow in victimhood and blame everyone but themselves. But there are rare Jan 6 defendants who accepted their guilt and embarked on a path of re-education. Today, I speak to one such Jan 6 defendant, Pam Hemphill. She's a retired addiction counselor from Boise, Idaho, a Republican and a cancer survivor. From being a Trump supporter and a believer in the election fraud narrative, she has now, after being released from prison, changed her mind about those things. She now believes she was in a cult. Yeah, actually, I was, I'm was. i a retired alcohol and drug counselor. I started doing some local TV community shows that were as a volunteer to help uh-huh. the alcoholics and the addicts in the city at that time because there's an ec- epidemic going on with heroin overdoses. And people heard about my little shows. So the mega girls called me up and asked if I'd come out and start videotaping them. And that's how I kind of got started because I was retired, uh-huh. nothing else to do. And they named me a citizen journalist, but I'm not a citizen journalist. I was just having fun. We go down to after the election and people are telling you, what what are what are you hearing from these people? Like what exactly is the message that oh, they're giving you? That the election was stolen, black and white. It was yeah. stolen. That the, the machines were the problem that they... Um, somehow made it where they could make, you know, get in there and and change the vote. You yeah. know, just visualize this, you know, because nowadays with technology, people can do a lot of things. So you believe them. You just yeah. believe them. And then you have Giuliani out there, all these top people backing Trump, saying the election was stolen. You just don't question it. You, you yeah. don't think you question it. it everything seems so okay because yeah. they gaslight you so much. Because I would ask questions. I'd come back with, well, I'm not sure about this or that. And they say, oh, Pam, you're listening to the wrong people. <laughs> Don't believe them. And so yeah. these are different people, master's degree. Uh, some are legislators. You know, one senator. It's like, okay, they wouldn't be lying to me, right? <laughs> so they're telling you that they've literally gone in to voting machines and they've changed votes. And that's where your mind your mind is at, at that point. Yeah. Okay. Um, so you go to DC for January 6th. And so because my uh, chemotherapy was coming up in two weeks, my family said, why don't you just go there for a Christmas gift? And you mm-hmm. can see the White House, you can see the Lincoln Memorial, uh, maybe hear Trump speak if you can get there early enough to get up front. You love to videotape everything. You could yeah. videotape and it was going to be a fun thing. So I was by myself and uh-huh. I couldn't get in to see Trump that morning. The crowd was too big and I had stitches. So I had to be careful. Um, it was pretty disappointing. So when they said he's going up to the Capitol, I, I thought to myself, why is he going up there? He just had a speech, but that didn't matter. I thought I'll get there before everybody else. And I'll be able to be, a, you know, videotaping. Yeah. In- yeah. Interesting. So even that 
one factor played into how the attack happened, which is people were told Trump is going to speak at the Capitol. Everybody thought a few people weren't sure, but the yeah. majority said, yeah, he's going to the Capitol. So, you know, you're going to get up there before everybody else gets up there. It's not like uh, just one person out of 20. It was like mm -hmm. 18 out of 20 said he's going to be there. So they're all hearing the same thing. Uh, you could see signs, do not enter. There's only, I don't think there's any officers there at that time. But I was, okay. disappo I was disappointed. I said, oh my God, this whole place is fenced up. You know, <laughs> where are we going to meet in my mind? But I'm like, because yeah. I was live on Facebook. I said, yeah. well, but I think it's a good thing because we got a lot of crazy people, you know. I figured they're just doing protection, you know, protecting. Yeah. I had no, this sounds crazy, but you know, I didn't even know the transfer of power was happening that day. Uh-huh. I didn't even know it was going on. I, I just, I don't know what I was thinking. But anyway, I turn around and I see a group of men coming towards me. It was the Proud Boys. So I went up to him because you know how Trump spoke about him. Remember that? Stand yes. down. Stand, yeah. Stand back and stand by. He said. Yeah. Down. And I'd seen him in Portland. I never met him. Mm -hmm. I think maybe there might have been a few Proud Boys in Boise, but it's not like I knew him. You know what I mean? So I wanted right. a video too. And I figured they're there to protect us against Black Lives Matter, right? See, yeah. I thought, because Trump's going to be there, the Proud Boys will probably be extra security for him. And he yeah. may even talk to them. So I was going to stay close to them. Plus, I'm live. And I yeah. got everybody in Idaho watching. So it was fun for them. They went around the other way. And that's where I followed them. And I stayed there. I didn't know there was two sides to the Capitol. I didn't know. Yeah, the East and the West. So just to go back a little bit. First, you arrive at the West side because you're coming from the White House, right? So you mm -hmm. arrive to the West side of the Capitol. You see barriers. So then you head over to the east side, right? But you know how they're pushing too hard, like at a football game or a concert? Right. And so I had taken a pain medicine because I had 40 stitches. Mm -hmm. When they're pushing, an officer pulls me over. Mm -hmm. So I thought, in my mind, <laughs> that he's letting me come before the crowd. Got they it. Were, because they were going to let him on the steps. So I didn't have, too much happened too fast. So I go around saying, come on in, it's your house. Well, my little, that pill made me a little weird. But also there me. were, this was a common sentiment that everyone was expressing. It's your house. I've heard it on video, like everyone was saying it. But I and got, it makes sense in a, you know, it makes yeah. sense in an abstract way, but not in a concrete way where you can just it enter. It looks like I'm encouraging people to break the law. Yeah. And see, I'm thinking they're going to let them in legally. <laughs> but And anyway. FBI actually quoted those statements, which is unfortunate for you. Okay. But that's the, that's what got me in prison. Yeah. Doing yeah. that. But I wasn't intending to hurt or, you know. I understand. We're gonna, I, don't, I don't push barriers or push officers. You don't do that. Right. Don't but then when I realized that that's they're not letting us in, the officer, the woman, they're not letting us in. I said, oh, my God. So they put me back to the same spot. I'm trying to get my camera, and I get pushed down. 
they stepped on my head over and over again. Oh my God. Pulled out my shoulder. Oh my God, my muscles. Cut my knee, broke my glasses. It was an officer that pulled me up. And if it wasn't for him, I'd be dead. And I okay. was sat down and got my air because I couldn't breathe. Uh -huh. But then they pushed through the officers anyway and went all the way to the top of the Capitol. And then I get in front of the doors. There's two officers, but the bell's going off. The windows are broke. So I don't know what happened. I missed all that because I'm yeah. not that close to the door. And people are going in and out. And I'm thinking, okay, something happened. They've changed their mind. They're letting us in, I guess. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to, I'm not going to get tricked. I'm going to ask the officer because I got the yeah. video. I'll get close enough to him and say, sir, are we allowed to come in? Well, I got shoved in. Yeah. So see, this is what is so unusual about you that you say up front that you did something wrong and you wanted to be account held accountable, which is, as far as I can tell, extremely rare for a person to be that upfront about it. Oh. So um, let's talk about that. So you leave, uh, you leave DC eventually. At a certain point, uh, you hear that the FBI is going to indict you. And what were your feelings upon hearing that? Well, actually, it was eight months later. I think uh -huh. they knew I was doing chemotherapy and radiation. And eight months later, actually, when they knocked on the door, I said, I'm so glad this is over. I was always worried, am I in trouble or not? Uh -huh. But the, I ended up in a, the worst unit in California prison, Dublin prison. It was uh -huh. all over the news. They had just arrested the, warn, the warden and officer for molesting the inmates in a big Oh my drug. goodness. It was a horrible place. And 95% cartel women. I'm in a unit where they're lifers. Now the lady turned to me and said, Miss Hippel, there's a big mistake. Nobody ever, and I've been, I'm a lifer, 28 years here, has been here for a misdemeanor. Hmm, wow, said, that's terrible. But this lady, her name is uh, Michelle West. Look her up. Free Michelle West. She's innocent. She's a beautiful black Muslim lady that needs to be free. And she's mm -hmm. close to it. I think she's got a lot of signatures. But she used to tell me, you focus on God. Don't focus on these women. I'll get you out of here. Because they were going to put drugs in my room. And mm -hmm. if they catch you with drugs in your room, you could get an additional four-year sentence. Wow. Like, get me in more trouble. So she made sure that didn't happen. If you've never been to prison. But, see, you got to have a criminal mind. It's like you can fit in. Uh -huh. uh, you can't be polite there. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Wow. It's like I would say I'm sorry or excuse me. And it's like they look at me like I'm crazy. Okay, so you get out. You are still on the Trump train, so to speak. But then yeah. what triggers your like your realization that that was all a lie. How did that happen? Well, I actually a combination of family and a good therapist that kept listening to me and saying, you're still sounding like a victim, like you're angry uh, mm -hmm. and still upset. And I said, I am. You know, it's like, because they see it before you do sometimes. Yeah. And you're not a victim, you know, you're a volunteer. And I got angry and I thought, I'm not going to see that therapist anymore. 
<laughs> Interesting. <laughs> no, but he was right. And so was my family. And I, then what happened within a week, uh, Ryan Samsel. Yeah. I went to help him. Well, what happened? I started the first J6 Twitter space. Uh-huh. So all of us could come together and be victims. <laughs> yeah. And talk, talk about, about how bad. you had been, talk about how you've been wronged, so to speak. Yeah. 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 And I'm listening to some of this stuff and it's not feeling right. And and I don't sound like them because they said, oh, the FBI did this and did that. And I said, well, the FBI were nice to me. Mm -hmm. They were doing their job. That's all. That's yeah. their job. If you break the law, the FBI is going to get your butt, you know? But yeah. anyway, uh, Ryan Samso, I found out that somebody, they said the guards had uh, taken his eyeball out. Now, I don't care who's in prison. Human rights, right? Human so rights, I wanted, yeah. I wanted to stand up for him. And there was a big article in uh, Gateway Pundit. Uh -huh. And so I did some digging and some research, and I can't give you names because I promised, but I got a hold of a resource that the best you could have that said his eyeball is not out. He's lying. Yeah. I said, what happened? <clears throat> he had called the guards the N-word. Uh -huh. Now that's not okay for the guards to beat him up, but I get it. All of a sudden, I noticed his gift sending go went way up to 50, past fifty thousand dollars. So once I the Gateway Pundit article came out, his gift send go went way up. Scam. Yeah, they, they're yeah. doing scams. All of them are doing this. All of them are talking about they're not getting due process. They're getting beat up. Well, that's prison. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's nothing to do with them being a J sixer. They're not tar yeah. being targeted. And of course, we found that out as the government went in there and checked everything, a few things needed to change, but that just needed to change, period, in the DC yeah. journal. Yeah. And so when I started seeing all this gaslighting and this drifting and lying, I started calling on them on it and giving them information, and they didn't want to hear it. Pam, I don't know what you're, who you're talking to or he did lose his eyeball. I said, I'm telling you, I'll, on the side, I'll give you my resource on the side. I didn't want to say in a space, you know. Yeah. You could check my resource because it's he's lying. They didn't want to. But I'm not a I'm not supporting you if you hurt officers. It's like you don't support people that they're not heroes if they hit an officer. <laughs> You know, I would yeah, say so you still have your bright lines and you're not going over those bright lines. And they don't like me. And yeah. I'm not catching it. I'm thinking they're like me. You're not going to make a hero out of somebody that pepper sprayed an officer, but they're doing it. And I'm going, oh, my God. You um, have sort of started to change your mind about a lot of things, right? Not just the J6ers and their faults, but... Also, you say that the election being stolen was a lie. You've seen through that, right? So what do you think it would take? You know, the tens of millions of people that still believe in Trump, what do you think it would take to change their minds? You're not going to. Yeah, it's, it's just a dead like end. A, it's like an alcoholic. He's going to get sober when he's ready. Hmm, I don't know if you know any alcoholics. 
I, you know, as an alcohol and drug counselor, I never got anybody sober. However, what I'm finding that is will work, and it worked for me, is when you, let's say the Democrat, not you, yeah. the Democrat, stand your ground with your facts. Don't, yeah. don't go backwards on it. Talking facts, giving him, stay with that because they got to hear it. And it's like, you, you're never the same when you hear facts. Uh -huh. It's like, you don't even sleep well. Their conscience will get to them eventually. It's just like with the alcoholic and the addict. Once I put it in front of them, the fact that they are an alcoholic, they have a disease, they will die from it if they don't stop. They can never be the same. They know now. It's the same with me. I may not like it, and I didn't like it when I got the facts about Trump, not to start off with. But uh -huh. see, because the media kept using me as an example of the government is weaponized against us, and it's not true. This yeah. poor old lady with cancer, you know, they meant the mega granny, they called they, you. They milked it. Look yeah. what they're doing. And look at compare me with Biden, right? Come on, get off of it. I'm guilty. I pleaded guilty because I'm guilty. They're not, the government is not weaponized against Pam Hippel. <laughs> I, I think it's going to be a sad day when they realize it. Uh, t shirts that say, I love Trump, and pictures of Trump, and flags of Trump. It's going to be a sad day for them to realize what they've done, how they've made this man a God, mm -hmm. and that he is from God, which is really yeah. sad. Because when you see it, it's like when your eyes get opened, you feel so like, oh, God, how did I not see it? It's like yeah. a shame feeling. Like, oh, yeah. I, I thought I was smarter than that, that I wouldn't get pulled into a cult. You just, because you think of preachers as cults, not presidents. But he is a cult leader. And he don't care about you and me or anybody. It's all him. He's just trying to get out of trouble right now well i'm glad you got out of the cult and i mm -hmm. really um admire the efforts that you take to help others mm -hmm. that are in the cult and Thank your you. insistence on facts and um and evidence so that's been really impressive to me which is why mm -hmm. i wanted to talk to you oh well, thank you i appreciate you Pam's experience as an addiction counselor helped her see the cult of Trump in the same light and enabled her to quit. You can find Pam on Twitter at, at PamHempill79, where she regularly hosts spaces for people still processing the events of Jan 6. Anyone can join, but she insists on only one thing, that they bring facts.